Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. December 27th, Frederick Brotherton Meyer. On this date, in 1865, Frederick Meyer outlined his understanding of his faith. By 1870, Meyer was pastoring his first church, and around 1878, he founded a church, which he pastored for 10 years. Meyer was a friend of D.L. Moody, and he ministered in the United States, often focusing on inner-city mission work. In his lifetime, Meyer wrote 75 books, including The Secret of Guidance, which was published in 31 editions between 1896 and 2018, in both English and Korean. The WorldCat Library indicates that Meyer has published 817 works in 2,584 publications in eight languages, for a total of 23,078 library holdings. Philosopher Dallas Willard once said that with the exception of the Bible, if he could only keep one book about hearing from God, he would want it to be Meyer's The Secret of Guidance. Men who need a new beginning need a friend to help them find it. The local pastor, Frederick Meyer, shrugged into his coat and watched the released prisoners saunter from the jailhouse across the street and right into the local pub. A heavy mist hung over the town, just like the cold haze of liquor hung over these men's ruined lives. He knew too much drink was at the root of a lot of crime, and it was clear to Frederick that the men walked out the front door of the prison and right into the back door of the pub. What if someone offered a smile, took them to breakfast instead of a pub, and extended friendship? Could those first few moments of freedom become a new beginning? Frederick got permission to greet the newly released prisoners each morning. One day, Frederick noticed an especially ragged man in the line of prisoners waiting to be released. The tear in his pants was barely held together by wide cross stitches. If it had been raining, his boots would have taken in water at the toe and let it out in the heel. The man looked dejected, miserable, like a tramp. Frederick offered him breakfast at the coffee house. The beaten down man was sullen, but he accepted the offer of a meal. Then, after a bit of hot food and no preachy attack from Frederick, the man began to talk. He told Frederick he'd once been a respectable worker, but after a difficult time in the army, he had started drinking, heavily. The man was still young, and Frederick longed to see him grab hold of a new beginning. Convinced that if men could stop drinking, they could get back on their feet, Frederick carried pledge cards in his pocket. He often asked struggling men to sign a card, promising not to touch liquor again. Sober from his time in jail, the man signed. Frederick helped him get lodging in a clean, respectable place, away from his old companions. He helped him find work, brought him acceptable clothes, and visited him. One day, he asked the man if he had family. He didn't. Frederick pressed, was there really no one who cared for him or that he cared for? The man hesitated. There was a girl, but she wouldn't be likely to look at me now, he said. You never know, said Frederick. These women are wonderful creatures. I've known them to stick to a man when he has lost all self-respect. 
there's no accounting for a woman's love. Hope came into the man's eyes, and Frederick had an idea. He offered to ask the woman if she would reopen the friendship, and the man agreed. Frederick left in good spirits. Human love was so often a revelation of God's love. If he could help the man believe someone cared for him, then his friend would have a reason to rise up and be worthy of that love. Frederick found the woman, and when he explained his errand, there was a look on her face that said it all. She had hoped the relationship could be saved. Frederick rushed to his friend and shared the good news. Sometime later, Frederick saw the couple together, strolling arm in arm in a nearby park. He slipped away so he wouldn't intrude upon their newfound joy. Twelve months later, the two were married. Frederick Meyer was a modern-day Good Samaritan like the one found in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 through 37. In that passage, in response to the question, who is my neighbor, Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Well, the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Is there a new beginning you can invite a friend into? Or maybe you can be a friend for someone as he fights for a new beginning. Men who need a new beginning need a friend to help them find it. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.